Hello, everybody. Michael Lombardo here. Welcome to Awaken Podcast. If you want to find out more about our ministry, you can go to www.lifeportoutintl.org. Um, you're listening now. You might be listening on the Charisma Podcast Network. Um, I stream every Monday and Thursday through the Charisma Podcast Network, as well as you can find the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, pretty much anywhere podcasts are listened to. You can tap into a new episode every Monday and Thursday. I speak to guests from around the world that have a passion for the Lord, His presence, that are doing wonderful things around the world in His name for the kingdom of God. People that have a testimony of Jesus in their lives and that are living laid down for the kingdom of heaven. And so um, always have a lot of fun. Also, I do some teaching shows where I break down testimonies, also go into the scriptures and break down some revelation. I have my wife on with me. And so we have a lot of fun here on the podcast. And so if you're a new listener, that's when you could tune in and through the Charisma Network. But for those who um, listen regularly to the podcast, um, I usually start off with a scripture. I actually have two that I want to share right now before we dive into talking to my guest and kind of getting you know into the topic today. And so I want to fe- I want to read Ephesians three verse twelve, and I also want to read Hebrews chapter ten verses nineteen and twenty two. Just because I was going to read Ephesians three, but I love Hebrews ten so much, so I'm just going to go for it and read both. All right. So the first scripture I'm going to read is Ephesians three verse twelve, and it goes like this: In Him, this is Jesus. In Him and through faith in Him, we may approach God with freedom and confidence. Oh, I love that scripture. We have free access to the presence of God as we approach him in faith. We can come boldly. We can come confidently knowing that he's our Abba, he's our daddy, and that we have access through Christ and faith in him. And so Hebrews 10, 19 through 22 goes like this. Therefore, brothers and sisters, since we have confidence to enter the most holy place by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way opened up for us through the curtain that is his body. And since we have a great priest over the house of God, let us draw near to God with a sincere heart in full assurance of faith, um, having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from a guilty conscience, having our bodies washed with pure water. There it is again, the element of approaching God with confidence in full assurance of faith, access to the presence of God through faith. We can be confident no matter what we've been through in our lives, no matter what we're struggling with. We don't need to be perfect to enter the presence of God, but we have access through the perfect one, Jesus Christ. Beautiful gospel, such good news. And today I want to talk to my guest. Her name is Laura Hackett Park. Many of you know her because of the worship that she's released. Um, She's a recording artist, a songwriter, a worship leader. She resides in Kansas City, Missouri with her husband and fellow songwriter Jonas Park. And 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 they have children as well, small children. She writes and she leads worship songs for congregations across the world and has led weekly at the International House of Prayer in Kansas City since 2003. And she's led close to 10,000 hours of live worship sets. Uh, Me and my wife personally have been truly blessed and touched by the the album she's released and the worship she's released. And so it's an honor to have her on. Thank you, Laura, for joining me on the podcast today. Oh, yeah. I'm happy to be here with you. <laughs> so cool to have you. And so one thing I always like to ask my guests, because it kind of lays a foundation for you know, where, you know, where we're going today, even like, how did you first encounter the Lord in a transformative way? Like, when did God really win your heart? Hmm. It's a great question. I mean, I grew up in a Christian family and my parents have really had it. They really, they got filled with the spirit when I was in my mother's womb. 
Sure. And so I really like have grown up in a home that was fervent in faith and loving Jesus. Beautiful. IHOP started when I was 14 and my dad joined staff right away, pretty much within the first six months of it starting about 21 years ago. So I kind of like grew up in this worship and prayer atmosphere. Mm -hmm. And so it's like in a thousand little ways, God reached for me and, you know, I don't know. I felt his presence and, but didn't really understand, you know, whatever. But I really started to meet the Lord when I realized that I loved music. And so I would sit down at the piano and just like make up my own little songs. Yeah. Uh (laughs) And most of them are like, you know, not songs you'd ever want to play anyone, but um, (laughs) I would just, you know, whatever, make up my own little songs. And that's where like the presence of God would just come and meet me in such a strong way. Mm -hmm. And, uh, it was also around the time that it was like right before IHOP started, Mike Bickle, the, the pastor of the church, you know, was like encouraging everyone to sing the scriptures. And so I would open up the Bible and sing, you know, random phrases. Most sure. of the time I like, like I would do the Song of Solomon, you know, open up Song of Solomon and like be like, oh, I'm going to sing about romance with God, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. most of the time I'd get like the roles wrong, you know, like I'd sing my perspective, but it was actually God's perspective or whatever, you know? <laughs> sure. So it's, it's funny now. I just love looking back and thinking about those days, but uh, mm-hmm. yeah, that was pretty, I mean, just like mostly at the piano and then learning how to sing the scriptures. And it's like in high school, I kind of just didn't really care about the Lord as much for a few years, but yeah. then God like really reached for me at 16 and yeah, I actually went to a conference because I kind of thought like a guy was really cute and I wanted to go and see him. <laughs> yeah, and sure. that was the conference that the Lord met me at, you know. And so awesome! I love like how the Lord used that. Ways for all the wrong reasons, you know, and God just like reaches for you. <laughs> <laughs> he looked past the intention of why you were there, and he just met you there. He just used it as bait to oh, get I you there at the conference. Love it! <laughs> I just love it so much. Because he's just so like that, you know, you show up for all the wrong reasons and he's like, great, you're here. Let's go for it. (laughs) (laughs) Lord loves breaking religious boxes. That's so cool. And honestly, I love testimonies of, you know, hearing about people that grew up in in a loving family that the presence of God was the center of the home and they grew up in church and they stayed faithful and they love the Lord. And they're just like in their twenties, thirties, forties, and they're just have a vibrant relationship with God. Like for me, like that's what I desire for my kids, you know, that they wouldn't have to have that testimony where they were in the world and drinking, party and sleeping around doing all that stuff that, you know, like my wife, my wife got saved at a young age. She got captured by the Lord at 12 years old. And for me, that is a powerful testimony. That is that's what I want for my children. And that's what we all want as believers for our kids. I know, and so it is, I know once you've taste, once you taste and see, you know, <laughs> once yeah. you taste and see that he's just so good, <laughs> incomparable. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's, I love you talk about singing the scriptures and even like singing the wrong, like, you know, interpretation of verses and stuff from song of songs. Like me and my wife, we met in actually Mozambique, Africa um, with Iris global ministries, um, Heidi Baker's ministry oh, yeah. in Mozambique. And uh, we actually kind of met because I was joking around with some friends of mine there and we we're like singing the scriptures and we had an acoustic and a djembe. And I was like, what's the weirdest book to sing out of? And we started singing out of Lamentations. And, uh, you know, it's not like the most uplifting book to sing out of. Right. But there's like three or four verses in there that are real powerful. And the really uh, powerful. 
oh yeah oh yeah like real encouraging powerful just focus on the lord we started singing and the prince of god moved powerfully and that's where i met my wife kind of in that singing the scriptures worship setting where like everyone in the base kind of gathered around and we really went in deep with the lord and so that's why i love i talked to julie meyer she's all about singing the scriptures so am i and i know i learned so much from julie Mm -hmm. she's been like a mentor through the years for me for sure oh absolutely i love her passion and fervor for the lord she's incredible and her passion for singing the scriptures and all the breakthrough stories she has as she teaches people how to sing the scriptures is incredible. But, you know, just kind of going into today, the word of God, you know, telling us how that we have the ability and we have the free access to confidently and boldly approach the Lord's presence. And I know you've got years and years of experience as a musician and a worship leader and helping other people engage God's presence. And, you know, how do you how do you typically you know, going into a worship set, how do you prepare for these moments in God's presence? And kind of what is your goal yeah. in terms of getting believers? Because you're now bringing believers into this beautiful, like that's that's the goal is to go somewhere with the Lord and you pray that all these people in the room go with you. And it's not about yeah, Laura yeah. Hackett Park. It's not about the musicians or anything like that. It's about, you know, ushering these people into an encounter with God. It's such a it's such an amazing sure. thing. So how do you how do you kind of prepare for that and what's your what's your heart in that? Uh, you know, I for years felt like a lot of warfare when I would go to lead worship, mm-hmm. especially if I was the one that was really going to lead. And um, I don't know, there's just like a pressure you feel, and then the enemy comes and lies, and you know. But uh, I would honestly say it's so simple. But I before every set, I pray like two things. <laughs> yeah, um, I pray that Lord, give me the set list from heaven that like takes people into your presence. Cause mm-hmm. obviously like I can put together, you know, I went to music school and I know musical dynamics. It's like, I can put together a set list that kind of builds musically or whatever, but the spirit is the, you know, we're just trying to get in that river where he's moving and people are talking to him and they forget totally about me and the worship team on stage, you know? Mm-hmm. So I always pray that. And then honestly, I really always plead the blood of Jesus. Because the place of worship is such, it's like the front lines of the battle and it's where you can clash in the spirit. And so I I always plead the blood of Jesus. I just plead it over the whole team. I plead it. I always say like, you know, Jesus, I plead your blood over everything that belongs to me, our families, you know, and then we plead it over the room and the people coming in. And I, I, I just don't take the, blood of Jesus for granted in that way. It's not like, mm-hmm. oh, I don't, it's not just like a one-time thing. Like, oh yeah, yeah, I'm covered, you know, like my sin's covered. It's like, no, to appropriate it, especially before you head into the place of worship, you know, where tons of people come in and you don't know where people are coming from or, you know, their level of faith, or even if they have any faith, you know? Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so that honestly, like that really, that has been a turning point for me in leading yeah. with breakthrough and um, connection to the Lord and feeling like having other people be able to enter in quickly as well. So, yeah, yeah, that's awesome. And just even like you were talking about singing the scriptures and all these worship sets and going into that and like your last, no one, I think it was your last was, was love will have its day. That was the most recent one, right? Or am I, did I miss one in between? Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Songs like changes everything and song of destiny and I feel his love and cover me. That album was like so beautiful. We, me and my wife were in Cambodia, actually first year married. We listened to this album all the time. Do, do a lot of these songs come from moments of singing the scriptures, just intimacy with the Lord or what does your writing process look like with that? Does it usually start with a melody? How does that, 
I'm just I, I'm just kind of wondering. Does it usually come from these prophetic sets? A lot of these songs that you write. Yeah, a lot of the songs do for sure. Some of them I I write in a bunch of different ways. Mm-hmm. I'm, I I definitely I'm not like locked into one way of writing. Like sometimes the melody comes first. Sometimes it's like a theme that I'm just talking about to the Lord for a while. You know, sometimes I sit on like a theme for like six months to a year, and just kind of like sing around it in sets and stuff. But then. If, I, if I've like kind of been talking to the Lord about something for a while, then usually when the song comes, it finally just kind of like pours mm. out of me. Yeah. Um, sometimes I have to sit and craft them more and it's like, I really want to say this. And so, you know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. Then you like pour over it more and rework it and stuff. But definitely sure. like, obviously when, when you sing the scripture and you invite the Holy spirit, he starts speaking, you know, those phrases and, it's the most fun to write when you just take those phrases that he's given you or the team, you know, and then you go off and you just either write in a group or write by yourself and uh-huh. kind of develop that. So, yeah. 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 And you know, that's, that's awesome. And just even thinking about, you know, so many people that I know personally, you know, you, you've, you've had the honor and the privilege of leading people in worship and, you know, people encounter the Lord, you know, through, through the music that you write and you partner with God in that way. But so many people that I know, they feel unworthy to enter God's presence. So they're just too broken, too dirty to come boldly before God. They don't really have that revelation of, you know, accessing God's presence and, you know, um, you know, but the word of God states that he's, he's near to the brokenhearted and grace abounds where much sin is. And the Lord just, I just feel like you're very um, real as well in your worship songs, like your like your song "I Feel His Love" um, off that album, talking about like depression and fear, the love of God conquering depression and fear and shame and removing shame. And what would you say to somebody who is just like, man, I just I don't feel unworthy to enter into God's presence, or you know, I'm sure yeah. that a lot of these songs come from a real place of how you've encountered the Lord as well. Oh, for sure. I pretty much can't do a song unless I'm, it's real to me. <laughs> sure. Absolutely. I'm just like one of those people. I've like never been a good performer. Mm-hmm. And so, um, but yeah, I mean, I think, okay, this is one of the things that I really feel like the Lord has done a deep work in my life for he's been showing me the difference between having a broken and contrite heart and having um, like a spirit of heaviness and shame. Mm, yeah. And um, because the Holy Spirit is like, so attracted to a broken and contrite heart. Like I always tell my teams like that you want a recipe for God to come. Like one of you just break your heart open before him and pour it out, you know? Mm. And then he like immediately comes. It's crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You know, like you don't have to sing all the right things. You can even sing wrong theology sometimes, (laughs) but if your heart is just like broken and contrite before him, he comes and it's like a perfect recipe for his presence. But there is some, there is also like a spirit of heaviness and shame where it's actually connected usually to lies about God, lies that you believed about God, you know? Mm-hmm. And so even if it's like, oh no, it's just because I'm God so amazing, I'm the one, but it's like that's connected to really it's a lie that God can't save you, you know? Mm, and there yeah. is such a sim- simplicity to faith that God is looking for, you know? And so it, I feel like the Lord has been showing me through the years of like how to be broken before him about my sin, about different things, you know, about feeling depressed in a moment or feeling fear and pouring my heart out before him. And then he Mm. rushes in with truth, you know? Yeah. And then, but then there's times where it's like, I actually need to like repent and renounce 
agreement with a spirit of heaviness, you know, yeah, like, wow. I'm actually agreeing with the lie. And so that's been like a really huge turning point in my life in the last five years is just learning how to battle in spiritual warfare. Yeah. It makes all the difference. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> you yeah. just like, when the enemy comes to lie, you just like, no, that's a lie. You know, like I'm, I'm repenting of any agreement with heaviness and any like twisting of the word of God that would keep shame, like a false burden on my back, you know? Wow. And, uh, and just like simply stating out, like I repent and renounce it and Jesus wash me with your blood. It literally, mm-hmm. it works. <laughs> oh, for sure. It's very simple and it really works. And I haven't struggled in the same way that I did, you know, 10, 15 years ago. Um, but yes, I've definitely like struggled with depression. I'm like a melancholy, you know, can down spiral quickly. <laughs> yeah. My husband will be like, all right, it's time for us to just go have fun. You know, I'm like, oh, the world <laughs> and everything, you know. Yeah, well, it's good. But, it's, uh, um, just like simple prayers of faith and yeah. like repentance have been like, you know, like daily, just taking a shower of repentance. Like, yeah. Just got to get clean today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I'm glad you could share that too, because there's so many people, they see the, you know, the person on stage and they think that everything's perfect all the time. But, you know, the reason, you know, the reason why we have a deep relationship with the Lord is because we have struggles too, and we have to cling to him and we need him every single day. You know, he is our breath, you know, and, um, that's just, that's just a beautiful thing. I think that shame too, when you're struggling with shame and heaviness, it actually, uh, pulls you away from the Lord. You actually try to hide from the Lord. You know, when you feel, you know, yeah. that, that spirit of shame and guilt and condemnation and feeling like, oh God, I just, you know, it does not make you want to draw close to God. It makes you want to get away from him. But like having a broken and contrite yeah. heart is is really rooted in faith and, and dependency and realizing your need for him. And it's saying like, God, I, I need you. Yes, I'm imperfect. Yes, I'm broken. Yes, I did this wrong. I'm sorry, Lord. I repent. And I, I need you. And you just draw near to him in humility. And he just loves to pour out grace. You yeah, know. I know. And a lot, like a lot of times, Heaviness is connected to pride, just a sense of like, I want to do it on my own. Yeah. You know, so exactly like what you just said, like just keeping like a low opinion of yourself, like without God, I would be like off the deep end, you know? Sure. And so I don't have anything to prove. Like as -hmm. soon as I feel a struggle, I run to him and he helps me. And, Mm -hmm. you know, every time I try to do something on my own, it turns out really bad. Yeah. Sure. And even kind of on that point there, you know, I wanted to talk a little bit about, you know, you wrote this beautiful song, uh, You Satisfy My Soul. I love, I love that song. And there's, you know, I just feel like there's so many believers, right? Like, you know, there's this, um, you know, independence, you know, we feel like, oh man, we have, you know, God gave us giftings and we have talents and abilities. And a lot of the times, you know, we're just operating out of our own strengths and abilities instead of recognizing that we need him and realizing that we, apart from him, we can do absolutely nothing. And, you know, when I first encountered the presence of God, I was broken. I was sin ridden and addicted in a lot of ways. And I encountered the presence of God and in his presence, there is fullness of joy at his right hand, pleasure forevermore. And that scripture became very, very real to me. And when I hear songs like you satisfy my soul, that is the truest um, feeling of mine. That is, that is the core of my being. Like he satisfies me like through and through. There's no drug. There's no, there's no food. There's no relationship. Like nothing can satisfy the soul like Jesus. Like we were made for relationship with Jesus. And I just feel like there's so many, I I know believers that don't necessarily have that glow. Like, 
you know, he is their everything. And like, you know, they, I, I just feel like God wants to encounter people in such a way and is kind of being broken and contrite. Do you think that that could be um, a way that God could usher us into that? Because so many people think I got this, you know, they don't really need the Lord unless they, until they need him. You know what I mean? They cry out when they need him, but not yeah, throughout yeah. the day. But the, like developing this broken and contrite heart could bring them into a place of experience and the satisfaction of his presence. I definitely agree with that. And I think mm-hmm. too, that like, I mean, I wrote that song in faith because I was feeling so unsatisfied in life, mm. but what the Lord really took me through was realizing that like a lot of times dissatisfaction comes when you feel like you deserve more in life. Mm. And it's kind of just like a high opinion of yourself or like what life should look like, you know? And so yeah. Like obviously cultivating like a thankful heart and just humble, you know, like I don't deserve anything, you know, I deserve hell. And, and then when you receive things from the Lord, it just like everything becomes such a gift and there's such a deep satisfaction in that, you know, but I also feel like God, it was helping me to like, he helps us acknowledge our longings, you know, and like in second Corinthians, um, chapter five, it talks about how like we long for to be clothed with our immortality, you know, like our mortality weighs on us. And that sense of like, Oh, like I want to be with the Lord. I know I was made for more. So there's also like a Mm. longing for more that sometimes can get twisted and turn into this like dissatisfied thing. But at the same time, like it says, like God is the one that made us to feel that way. Mm -hmm. He wants, he wants us to feel the fact that our mortality is not enough. You know, and so there is like a holy dissatisfaction as well. And I feel like there's, but there's such a deep satisfying in the Lord, even as you acknowledge that, you know, Mm -hmm. so it's different than like, oh, I deserve more. And like, man, my life isn't working out like I want it to, you know? Yeah. And I think like taking the time in my life, like I have not, I don't regret the years Cause it took me years and I'm still obviously like I'm only 35. So I have so much ahead, but uh, like it took me years to kind of like untangle those feelings and lay them before the Lord and realize like which ones I need to repent of and which ones I need to embrace. And yeah, I, cause there is a holy dissatisfaction that this generation is feeling. I like, I feel that so strongly. It's on this next generation. They're bored out of their minds. Mm-hmm. They're just like looking for anything to like excite themselves and feel something, you know? And it's like, yeah, you should feel the fact that like mortality is not enough. Like we we're, we long to be clothed with immortality and with goodness and life and, you know? Yeah. So all that, you know, whatever, God plays into all that. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But uh, definitely my testimony now is becoming like, wow, Lord, you satisfy me, you know? Sure. And no, no person you know, no thing. And Mm -hmm. I feel like too, that's part of a growth thing in life, you know, as you start to like taste and see like other things, you taste something from the world and you're like, ugh, that tastes bitter. Like that goes down bitter. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then you taste, you taste the word, you know, like hearing God's voice, you know, John the Baptist was like, my joy is made complete and hearing the bridegroom's voice. It's like, yes, that is so true. Like when God speaks to you, in your heart of hearts, the way that you can hear, there is nothing like it. Like it literally is the most joyful. I feel like I've felt, you know, <laughs> sure. So. Sure. Well, even like the King Solomon, right? Like, I just feel like sometimes a part of it is you experience the things of this world that many people say are 
satisfying or the goal in life or, hey, if you make this much money, then you really got it made and it's going to bring happiness. Or if you have this amount of credibility or followers on social media or your album sells this much or your book does this or that, or you have a, you know, you get married, that's going to bring satisfaction. You have kids, that's going to be, you know, your satisfaction. And then you experience these things in life and there's still this, um, you know, like you're, there's, there's a measure of happiness and satisfaction with those things, but deep, deep down, it's like, oh, there's, there's gotta be more. Like I wasn't just made for this, you know, like the, uh, like King Solomon where he says, you know, I was the, the wisest man in the world and I had all these servants and I had these concubines and I had, I was the richest and I had X, Y, Z, but at the end of the day, vanity of vanities, you know? And at the end of the book, he says, you know, when, when all things are said and done, fear God and obey his commandments, like you know, and you, you know, King Solomon even said in the book that eternity, I love that you're talking about like mortality and immortality because I feel like that's not spoken about a lot. But, you know, King Solomon states in, in Ecclesiastes, eternity is planted in our hearts. Yeah. Every yes. single person you craves. You have to keep eternity before you. Yeah. Yes. 100%. And his so presence, good. his presence is eternity in this life. Like, I feel like we get to experience immortality. We get to experience the eternal realm as we abide in his presence and get to know his presence. And that becomes a satisfaction of our life. It's a foretaste of the things that come like the scriptures talk about. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And even just as things get more crazy, you know, like there's so much division in the world, but even just in the church, like what, what's right, what's truth, what's up, what's down, you know, like, yeah. then being able to like seek the Lord and hear what, the answers from his heart, you know, like God doesn't want to leave us in the dark. He like, I have an old song, but it's the phrase that runs through my head all the time. Like I don't fight as one who beats the air, you know, like God has given me his spirit. Like I don't have to live in the dark and confusion about stuff. Like I don't have to just be like, Oh, I don't know. Like, no, I, I can search out the deep things of God. And it's like only in his presence when we like, you know, wait before him and we ask him questions and like, that becomes, that's a part of even like living for eternity is like being like, wait, I'm not just going to like assume that the wisdom of this world is right. Like I want to bring in God's wisdom and the fear of the Lord. So yeah. no, that's this so is like good. a time like never before mm-hmm. that the church needs to wait on God and ask him, like ask him the hard questions, you know, like not the like, okay, mm-hmm. we just got to like prove that we're right you know it's like don't just live for right answers so that you can feel good about yourself you know like this is the time to like lay down the the painful questions to ask them and let him answer because Mm -hmm. the world needs an answer but the church hasn't taken the time you know (laughs) yeah 100 percent. no we need to have something beyond this world to you know to um bring evidence to those around us like we are different we carry the presence of the lord you know we might not have every answer to every question but we have the solution we have jesus himself and we could pray for people and release the presence of god and we could offer supernatural wisdom in the moment that we might not have had five minutes earlier but as we just open our mouth and we're willing to speak wisdom will flow out of our lips because god lives on the inside of us like we need to have that kind of confidence and boldness in the presence of god and we need to, you know, rise up and truly be the light of the world, the salt in the earth like we, you know, and it's you're right. We need to ask a hard question. We need to get before God. We need to, you know, um, yo, put our lives like, you know, against eternity. Like, am I am I living for eternity? Am I living for what matters now? You know, and so yeah. I just, you know, I feel like, you know, a great way to I just even feel the just the Lord right now is just 
I would love to pray for people that have this ache in their heart. They have this ache in their heart. They, you know, they've been affected in so many ways during this time. You know, church is totally different now, you know, with COVID and what's happening in the world, what's happening in California, all the meetings we're doing outside and all the restrictions and can we meet, you know, social distancing and all this stuff. And so the church is, you know, a lot of things you know, are being shaken and I just feel like, you know, there's an ache in people's hearts. They want more of God and, you know, people are struggling now, you know, in this time and in this day. And I would love for you, Laura, to however you feel led in your heart to just minister, to just yeah. encourage or, or pray for the people listening. Yeah, I think I just want to say one more thing. Go then ahead, I'll pray please. Along yeah, absolutely. Like I, some years ago was wrestling with God. This is like before I, you know, ended up dating and marrying my husband. And I just felt like, man, like when is my life going to work out? And I was like, just upset with God one day in the prayer room. And, uh, I heard him so clearly say to me, like, I know you really want your story to work out, but do you want to know my story? Do you want to be a mm-hmm. part of my story? Yeah. And, um, it like rocked me. And I realized that like, I didn't know the story of God, that I was reading the Bible. Like it was like these little tidbits of like pulling, you know, like isolating phrases out of context to try to like make my life better and easier and get what I wanted. And, and so I started to read the Bible differently where it was like, I, I want to know who God is. I want to know what he's doing in the earth. Like, what is, what has he been doing throughout history? You know? And as I started to do that more, I realized like Jesus is coming back soon. You know, we don't know the day or the hour, but like Jesus is going to come back to earth that the Bible is explicitly clear on that. You know, like whatever you believe, yeah. kingdom now, later, whatever, all the different theological mm-hmm. stuff sure. about eschatology that you can have. It's like he's coming back. He wants to come and live with his people, you know, and I just feel like that is such an important part of deep satisfaction and eternity and the fear of the Lord and all the above. And it's simple faith, you know. And uh, so that was like my invitation into like shaking off the heaviness and mm. learning how to long in a way that was like, right. You know? yeah, and I just want to, I just want to pray that over people like, Lord, I ask that you would catch these ones, Lord, ones that are listening right now and pouring their heart out before you and feeling the ache and not knowing how to live in this day, in this hour, Lord, yeah. I ask that you would catch us up in your story. Lord, that you would count us worthy to partner with you, the privilege of knowing what you are doing, the, what you're doing right now, the, to know the times and the seasons, to not be in the dark about everything. Lord, I, you want friendship. And I just yeah. ask for these ones, Lord, that you would reach for them like you've reached for me, Lord. This is not for the crazy spiritual people. This is not just for the leaders. This isn't for some super Christian Lord. This is for anyone who wants it. Anyone who's hungry, you say, come, come seek the Lord while he may be found. And Lord, I just ask for that hunger that you would stir it up in the church. You would stir it up in our hearts that that hunger would drive us into waiting before you. And that would drive us to a place of humility and brokenness and that you would come and rush in like you do every time and meet us and speak to your people. Lord, speak clearly. God, I ask for those that feel like I can't hear God. I don't know how to hear him. Lord, I ask that there would be breakthrough, that you 
would just break yeah. off any spirit, any deaf and dumb spirit that would come against them by the blood of the lamb. Lord, that ears would suddenly be open, that eyes, the eyes of their heart would be open. Lord, that even um, mouths that have been silenced, Lord, where the enemies just tried to put a noose on and silence believers with heaviness and with like, oh, I don't know. Lord, I just ask for that simple faith that you would release the sound again through their voices of the sound of truth, Lord, that you've given the power of life and death on the tongue. And so, God, I just asked for that sound to come forth of truth, Lord, those that want you, those that want the truth, that you would just release a sound through them again and a sound of worship, Lord. I just ask that that deep place of worship, that you would just draw them up and that in that place of just ministering before you and loving on you, Jesus, and receiving your love, that you would just give wisdom beyond years, Lord, wisdom to new Christians, Lord, wisdom to old Christians that have been living in patterns that you want to pull them from, Lord, to just ask that truth and light would break in as they sing, as they read, and as they even sing the scriptures in Jesus' name. Amen. In Jesus' name. And I just, I feel strongly in my heart, you know, like you, you started talking about worship. I just feel that um, there's going to be a lot of answers and clarity and comfort found in worship. And, um, you know, the, you know, the word of God says in Colossians that all wisdom and knowledge are hidden in Christ. And we find Christ in this place of worship where we draw near to him and he draws near to us. And so whether it's, you know, uh, a lot of people don't have time throughout their day. I get it. And whether it's waking up early, a half an hour early, 15 minutes early, even just to have 10 to 15 minutes of the Lord in his presence or as, as, as as much time as you can give him. He's, he's, he's not looking for three hours. Yeah. Yeah. He's not I know I'm in like hours. the mom season. I have like five minutes, you know, and he's so <laughs> kind. He yeah. just takes whatever's real, you know, like that real. Yes. Sure. Oh my gosh. I'm just yeah. so grateful. The shower, <laughs> the shower, a car ride, uh, yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah, exactly. God will meet you in that space and he will make it sacred and it'll be an altar before the Lord that he'll come and meet you. And so, you know, I just believe just put on a worship song and just connect with the Lord. Just just draw near to him in your heart and he'll draw near to you. And so bless you guys. Thank you so much, uh, Laura, for joining me today and just breaking open your heart and sharing truth and revelation the Lord has given you to really inspire and bless the listener. It's been Awesome having you. How can people connect with your ministry and uh, and get a hold of your CDs and kind of follow what you're doing? Yeah, well, all my music is on streaming, and uh, I'm working on a new album. Hopefully, it'll be released either this fall or early next year. Mm-hmm. And um, I have about eight new songs. Honestly, I'm sitting on a lot of new songs right now, so we're yeah. trying to open up a pathway to get some new songs out. And um. Uh, I also have a website, laurahackettpark.com, and uh, yeah, you can. I have all the links to get anything you can off uh, my website as well, too. So awesome! Yeah, and I'm leading. I'm leading at IHOP uh, on my husband's team, but uh, I'm about to have a baby <laughs> any day now, <laughs> so I won't be the next few months. But yeah, uh, <laughs> sure, sure. You can just look up Jonas Park sets, and I'm on, I'm on a lot of those. Okay, cool. Awesome. I highly recommend that. And so thank you, Laura, for joining me today. It's been a blessing. Oh, yeah, for sure. Thank you. And for those who are listening, make sure to subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. It will help us get it out to more people so they can be challenged, inspired, blessed by the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. Bless you guys. And I'll speak to you next time on Awaken Podcast. Podcast.